Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about be holy. God tells us be holy because he is holy, and he's the one who makes us holy. Now, this is not a pressure-packed message of we have to be holy in our own strength. This is us becoming holy because it's God who makes us holy. And learning to rely on tr and trust in him as our source of holiness, to allow him to make us holy. And what does it mean to become holy? In the Old Testament, we see this distinction between holiness and being common. To be holy is to be uncommon, is to be set apart. So we're going to take communion over this today, asking God to help us do this. So let's get started with prayer. And then we'll go through our filters for today and we'll get into our time of communion after that. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody who's watching or listening, their families, their friends, everybody connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us. And the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us. And the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. If I'll ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive everything you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities and make the most of them today. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go through our filters for today. These filters are short things that I write every night at the top of my journal as a way to help me stay in rhythm with God, in sync with him, as a way to filter my decision-making. And I like to start with the big picture vision. For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, it started about 10 years ago, when Proverbs 13.22 changed the course of my life. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finances. 
order, time, and community. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. And so I began to seek after God. I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God, totally immerse myself in the Bible, just reading it over and over. And God was so faithful. He began to show up, began to teach me. He began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different realm of living. We learned how to walk with him. We learned how to walk in the light. We learned how to do things his way. We learned the intended purpose of what he put us here for. And when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with one another. We're open and transparent and honest. We're walking in faith. We're walking in love. We're walking in gratitude, humility, and forgiveness. But it takes a decision to walk in the light. Every day there's going to be decisions that test us to see whether we're going to walk in the light or we're going to go back to our old ways of doing things. There's going to be decisions that test us. It takes a decision every day to keep ourselves positioned in the light. I struggled with this at times, learning how to walk this out, learning how to do things God's way. I went through some struggles. I just began to document what I was learning and the things that I was going through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now blueprints. We got a series of five books to walk through just about every area of life. Some of the struggles that I went through, learning how to walk this out, hopefully saving some other people the, the struggles that I had to go through with it. And now the goal is we've got partners in place. One of my favorite parts of the whole thing, we've got people doing this together. And the vision is to build abundant life training centers all over the world with thriving communities of people working together in unity, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then this year in 2022, our filter has been the year of the beautiful land. In the Old Testament, God told the people he's going to give them the best and most beautiful land in the entire world. It says he searched out the, the best land in the entire world for the world for the people. And that's symbolic for us of this rich inheritance we have in Christ. This promised land with all the promises of God. And in Christ, all the promises are yes and amen. And this year, God's been teaching us to fill up or to walk in those promises by filling up the basket of praise. And we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. Imagine you got two baskets. On one side, you got a basket full of the issues and the problems. And we could fill that basket up with just venting and complaining and negativity and pouting. Stress, frustration, the heaviness of the problems weighing on us. Toiling away in our mind, trying to figure it all out, just working that problem from every angle in our mind. Or we could cast those cares over into that basket. We can let go of them. We can turn around. We can start filling up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, that he's our healer. He's our provider. He's more than enough. He's the God of all grace. He's the God of all hope, the God of all comfort, the God of all peace. He's light. He's love. He's the Lord Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Nothing's impossible with him. And then we can start praising him for all the promises that we have in Christ. Because for whatever problem we threw into that other basket, he's got a promise for us. 
we got to find out what he said. We can start receiving that promise and start praising him and thanking him for that promise. And we can keep filling up the basket of praise for all that God has already done in our life. Looking back, what has God done in your life? It's going to be a source of encouragement. Start praising him. Start thanking him for those things. It's going to keep you encouraged. It's going to help us to walk in these promises of God. And then this month in 2020, or November of 2022, our filter has been recording your journey. In the Old Testament, God commanded Moses to record the journey to the promised land. He recorded the stages and the phases that people went through to get to the promised land. And in a similar way for us, for us to step into these promises of God, I believe an important part of that journey is recording the steps and the stages and the phases, our steps of faith along the way. Because it's going to serve as a source of encouragement for ourselves. It's going to let us see the milestones and the markers, give us encouragement along the way to see our growth, to see our progression. It's also going to be a source of wisdom and encouragement, inspiration for other people, hopefully one day. Maybe your kids or your children's children. And then this week, as we go around the yearly cycle, think of the yearly cycle as a circle of a year. As we go around the different seasons of a year, we just cycle back around every year. And it gives us different glimpses of God. Imagine you go around some exhibit and you walk around 360 degree view. It takes a full cycle around to see the full exhibit. As you go around different sides, you get to see different angles of it that you couldn't see. Well, the yearly cycle gives us that same opportunity with God. Different times of the year give us different glimpses of him, who he is, and all that he's done for us. And right now in November, I found it's often a major time of transitions. Since I've started walking with God, some of the biggest transitions in my life have all happened in November. God just begins to transition us to a new level. Now, sometimes that can be scary because it means change. It means things are moving around, things are changing. God's repositioning things. But he's changing positions to bring us to a new level of what he's called us to do. If we'll just keep our eyes on him, he'll keep moving the pieces around. He's going to all work it all together for good. And as we do that, I think it's a reminder for to remember, he's called us to be holy, to a new level of holiness. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. First Peter chapter 1, verses 15 through 16. It says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. And remember, holy is the opposite of common. It means to be uncommon, to be set apart. For it's written, be holy because I am holy. Now, part of this comes from, I believe, Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 through 8. It says, be holy because I am the Lord your God. And you shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Now, how do we get this holiness? We've, he's commanded us here. This is a command. Be holy because I am holy. That's a command for us. But how do we do it? We can't do it in our own strength. It's learning to rely on God, to allow him to make us holy, to receive this from him. And what's he done? He's given us his Holy Spirit to make us holy. And so, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. You've told us to be holy because you are holy. 
We're asking you to help us do this. You've given us the equipping and the power in your Holy Spirit. We're asking you to help us to walk in this and to walk this out the way that you intended us to. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do we take communion every day? Jesus told us to remember him with communion. And as I started walking with God in my own life, I felt like the thing that he was teaching me is that daily communion is the most important thing. A time to remember and to celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus. And just to take a few moments to delight in him every day. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. So as we take this communion today, this is a turning point. This is a, a moment in time to set in motion that we're going to be holy just as he is holy because he makes us holy. We're setting this in motion in our lives right now as we take communion today. Jesus was whipped. He was crushed. He was destroyed all by God. We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray and God laid upon him the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes, we've been healed. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. I believe it's in John, it tells us, as he is, so are we in this world, and he is holy. As he is, so are we in this world. Communion is supposed to be a celebration of our union together with God, being joined together with him as one again. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness. And transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us. Gives us his fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today in a, a covenant relationship with God. So Father, I thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, so after our time of communion, we usually talk about some health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So what do you do when something hurts? We haven't done this in a little while, just it's good to have reminders. You got a movement that hurts, it's painful, it's restricted, whatever it may be. How do you handle that? A lot of people will just completely stop altogether. I found the best approach to take is what can you do with no pain? 
Can you find a shortened range of motion or a lower amount of resistance or weight that you can use to still be able to do the exercise? And I found if you'll do that, it'll send the signal to the brain that it's okay. And you'll rebuild it back up and you're going to end up stronger than when you started. Take a gentle approach, gradually restore it, gradually rebuild it. Back up over time. Rather than completely taking off, what can you do? It's the question I always tell people to ask. All right, you can't do that. What can you do? Figure out what that is. Start there and then work on restoring it from that point on. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.